this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. Are you high? In March of 2021, Demi Lovato came out as pansexual. And then one month later, in April 2021, Demi Lovato declared she was non-binary and would adopt they-them pronouns because she said, I didn't feel like a woman. I didn't feel like a man. I just felt like a human. I mean, I can relate because I have no idea what it feels like to feel like a man. I only know what it means to be a man. Maybe I'm non-binary as well. After all, I did park horribly one time last week. And now I'm confused. Shouldn't I sit when I go to the bathroom or stand? When I, anyway, don't worry. Uh, Demi went back to using she, her pronouns because trying to use them was, quote, becoming exhausting. The constant re-education to a level of insanity that has really been seen before in society can truly be grueling. I get it. And then, of course, just recently, Demi Lovato released her hit song, Swine, and in it, she suggests, F what I think. I don't know a thing. The government knows my body. No, it's okay. It's better this way. I'm only a carbon copy. See, if you can't murder people, that's the government turning you into a lifeless carbon copy. Darn it. Even more, if states get the right to decide what they do on the issue of abortion, well, that's the government controlling your body. For modern man, anybody telling you to do anything, especially anything moral, is a level of control for most that is intolerable, and they will have zero tolerance for your intolerance. Trust me. But maybe it's time to quit all the talk about reproductive justice and affirming care and be honest once again with all of this. Slash from Guns N' Roses recently collaborated with Demi Lovato and reminds us of what's really going on with the young troubled woman. He said this in an interview. We were introduced a long time ago and we had that to relate to. We were both struggling addicts and all that. I'd been sober for a little while and she was still struggling a little bit having just gone through a relapse. Is it any wonder that Lovato changed her pronouns like a schizophrenic cat that just inhaled a boatload of catnip? Is it any wonder that she jumped on the bandwagon of bodily autonomy, proclaiming abortion as a right? Is it any wonder this woman is so troubled? Demi Lovato is a recovering drug addict, and like all people who are in the early stages of recovery, they're trying to learn and to process their emotions in a healthy way. And in that way, I do have a lot of sympathy for her because what she's dealing with, our society will not help her find. Her drug addiction, her desire to identify with everything under the sun is nothing more than a desperate attempt of someone who has looked for meaning and purpose in just about everything the world says you should find it in. When she couldn't find it in fame and fortune, she looked for it in substance. When she couldn't find it in substance, she began looking for it in left-wing gender ideology. Now, at the other end of the search, she is empty. So is it any wonder that she acts this way. All these actions are nothing more than symptoms of a much bigger issue underlying so much of what we see in society today. In many ways, she is the picture-perfect representation of what our modern philosophy does to people. Life in the post-Christian world is disorienting, depressing, and dumb. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. We know deep down that when God is not on the throne, someone or something must take his place. Because we desire to be king for a day, we've replaced a transcendent God with personal autonomy. And here's what we got. People declaring their gender identity has the superpower of erasing their biological sex. The truly hysterical notion that we can control the climate and since there can be no force above us, it's up to us to fix summer. 
and race hoaxes because we cannot determine who we are anymore. All of it is a cry to be noticed, a cry for meaning because we forgot a simple truth. There is a God and you're not him. Well, maybe a second thing. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Today, I'll show you why Donald Trump is probably going to win the primary, and it may not be for the reasons that you think. And then I'll take you to a young woman who may not be crying out for attention because she's running from the police, but is certainly looking for meaning because she just recently tried to erase herself in order to get away with a bunch of money that she stole. Um, Again, another part of the aches and pains of our secular society. And then finally, speaking of that, I'll show you a Nebraska teen who the media told us just merely tried to to take an abortion pill and now is facing some really serious charges. But is that really why she was facing such serious charges? Well, you'll have to watch to find out because we'll talk about that and more today on Indie Thinker. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Now, if you've ever been hiring for a very important job and all the candidates that you find seem like relatively nice people, except when you look at their resume, you find that their top skills are gender studies classes and breakdancing. Now, if that is not really quite what you had in mind and you're struggling to find the right candidate for that important job, well, then you can get staffing solutions from today's show sponsor. And that's our friends over at Anchor. But not only can they help you with that. They can help you start a small business. They can help give you business solutions. They can help you with accounting and staffing, and they can help you with bookkeeping and so much more. If you need any financial advice or any help starting your new business with all of those things that I mentioned, well, then you have to check out our friends over at Anchor. Devan and his team are not only first rate and will help you bending over backwards to make sure that they do so, but they will also give you the kind of quality advice that you need to make sure that you're in compliance with the man. So if you don't want to get stuck with the worst employee that has ever been hired in the history of hiring, then make sure to go to anchor.biz. That's A-N-C-U-R dot B-I-Z. Do that today. And when you do so, let them know that IndieThinker sent you. As the federal government has grown, so has our need to delude ourselves that our leaders somehow possess some otherworldly intellect, wisdom, and power. It is why the media has to work so hard to convince itself that Joe Biden, who is 80, is now basically... He's really the new 20. Biden can't even finish coherent sentences or walk upstairs. That's right. This man cannot navigate stairs, so Secret Service had to put in a special staircase for the man. I posit to you this is why the media and the deep state want Trump as far away as possible. Trump is a deeply flawed man who also promises to expose not only the ridiculousness of putting our faith in a man, but also he has the tendency to not put on false appearances. He eats McDonald's, has apologetically awful hair, and, well, small hands. In short, the Donald reminds us how absurd we all are, and because most of us can't take a joke, we resent him for it. But with all the bad, also comes a brutally honest man, and a man that actually focuses on subjects that deserve our attention. While Biden is chewing on babies, Trump is screaming sound of freedom and honoring Tim Ballard for all the work he's done to rescue children, as well as Jim Caviezel and his performance in the movie Sound of Freedom. And here's what that looked like. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. It's uh, something that I'm not sure if you're supposed to enjoy or learn. It's a combination, but it's, uh, that was a great movie. 
and uh, I now understand why it's doing so well. It's setting records, by the way. It's beating uh, the biggest movies out. They have some of the big summer blockbusters, and this is uh, knocking the socks off of them, so that's pretty good. Uh, I'd love to have your potential. What potential? <laughs> Anybody want to make a movie? Because I think Jim maybe will be available, but maybe not so long. It is an incredible thing that uh, two movies, and you've done others, but two movies, two of the biggest, I guess, the two biggest independents ever done. And uh, it was an honor getting to know you. And I even agreed to do a podcast for somebody. Who is that somebody? Is that you, Tim? Well, that's the least I can do, and I look forward to doing it. So I hope everybody had a fantastic time. I did. It's an incredible inspiration. And you guys are something very special. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. And come back. Now, a couple of points about this. This is why people like Trump. I mean, this is why I actually think he's going to beat DeSantis and all the other candidates. We'll see when all of that kind of comes into fruition. And I hate making those kind of predictions, but I, I do believe Trump is going to win. And here's why. And here's also why I'm not too sad about it. Not only because the media has worked as hard as they possibly can to character assassinate the man, but but because the reality is, is that his character is kind of the issue. I can't help but wonder if the character assassination of Trump is nothing less than an attempt by the media to try to disguise the fact that we also have a corruptocrat as president in, in the White House. So really, it's once again, pick your poison as far as presidential candidates is concerned. You know, Christianity Today wants to try to pretend as though if you vote for Donald Trump, this is some indictment against your Christianity. But every single election in the history of the world has been, I mean, maybe not the first couple, but since then, every single one of them in America has been about choosing the lesser of two evils. And this is why people voted for Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton. It wasn't because they were somehow internalizing the patriarchy or somehow, um, you know, dead said against having a woman as the president, it was because Hillary Clinton is the most corrupt individual the world has ever seen. Now, let me be really clear. Donald Trump's foibles are on the surface. And I can't help but wonder if that's why the media really, really hates Trump. He's a reminder to all of them that this is what humanity actually is. Now, they don't have a mirror, so they're not going to include themselves in this. But this is what humanity is. Deeply flawed, um, sometimes incredibly oafish. They say things that they don't mean or say things really inarticulately that they do mean or sometimes say things that are really stupid that they do mean. I mean, we're all this kind of mixed bag of people. But with the bad of Trump also comes the good. Trump is the only presidential candidate that I know of that has ever shined a spotlight on human trafficking and specifically the trafficking of children. I've quoted on the show before that in the 400 years of the transatlantic slave trade, there are more slaves today than there was in all of those 400 years. So I know this will come as a great shock to all of the 1619 Project admirers out there, but we're living perhaps in one of the most egregiously slavish eras in human history. Why? Because human trafficking is forcing people into forced labor, forcing people into sex work, and forcing people into all manner of things. And there is no age limit on this. Babies are being forced 
into these kind of sexual escapades and even dying as a result of it. Babies are being harvested for their organs all around the United States. The media wants to sit back and call this merely a QAnon conspiracy rather than an unfortunate reality. Well, Donald Trump is making sure that there is a spotlight shined upon this. Now, if you remember back in Trump's tenure, he he made sure that we celebrated a, a month dedicated to human trafficking. I believe it's the month of June, and it was a month dedicated to focusing on these people who desperately need our help. While the mainstream media wants to focus on climate change and how devastating it is for people around the world, they cannot really focus on things that are right in front of their face for some odd reason. In fact, they want to, they want to pan the movie Sound of Freedom for focusing on this important issue, while they consistently want to focus on issues of way less importance. And maybe that's where a second point kind of comes into play. And we learned this about Donald Trump in fairness, but we also certainly learned this about the deep state and we learned this about the mainstream media and our current president. Humidity is dark and it desperately needs a savior. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, you can make two mistakes. You can either put too much faith in the devil and find him everywhere, or you can do what the devil really wants, which is you can forget that he actually exists. And he is far happier to have you believe that he doesn't exist so that he can operate in the dark and do what he wants. Now, of course, conservatives fall into the trap of trying to find the devil in everything, perhaps. But certainly the left falls into the other category of people who never want to focus on true evil. And the problem with that is that when you don't focus on evil, it has the opportunity to proliferate. Well, Donald Trump may be perhaps the most unlikely of candidates to actually shine a light on something like human trafficking, but at least he's doing it. I would love to know exactly what Joe Biden has done that is even in any way equivalent. Of course, he hasn't. He had uh, men shake their physically, you know, surgically imposed fake breasts on the the White House lawn. And I guess that's the closest we've got to real kind of civil rights kind of taking the White House under the presidency of Joe Biden. But but please, I would love to know the corollary uh, between what Donald Trump has done with human trafficking in his tenure and even by exposing this movie to a wider audience and, and anything that Joe Biden has done. You can leave it down in the comments section below, and I'd love to interact with you on it because I can't think of a single thing. And as our world becomes more depressingly dark, more suicidal, it desperately needs something to fill the God-shaped hole that resides in each and every one of our hearts. We need that meaning and that purpose that we used to establish from, from community that we found very often in religious settings, and more importantly, that we found in belief in a transcendent God that was bigger than us. In the meantime, without that, we find ourselves doing really desperate things to try to eke out some kind of spiritual existence for ourselves, which is why I bring you the next story from Yahoo News, which tells us about Carly Russell. In a poor attempt to create real-life drama due to the actors and writers strike in Hollywood, a young woman apparently stole money and tried to disappear herself. The article says this. Nearly a week after the sudden disappearance of Carly Russell, the Alabama woman who went missing last Thursday after reporting seeing a toddler walking along the interstate, police in the city of Hoover said they do not believe she was actually kidnapped. During a 30-minute press conference Wednesday afternoon, Hoover Police Chief 
Nick Derzis, said he does not believe a crime was committed and shared new evidence casting doubt on Russell's abduction story, which includes a number of revealing Google searches on her cell phone in the days and hours leading up to her disappearance. Recent searches on Russell's phone included how to take money from a register without being caught, one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville, Amber Alert information, and a search for the movie Taken, a film about an abduction overseas. Great research. So, um, note to self, do not do Google search on incriminating crap before you break the law. So, here's the main point with this story. People will go to drastic measures to get attention. They'll go to transgenderism and they will try to, you know, reinvent their their biological sex. And if that weren't the case, because we're going to get the usual kind of gender and biological sex are two different things. Well, if they are two different things, then why do you need to go to the great lengths of trying to mirror biological sex with your transgender surgeries? Now, look, except for a very, very small, minute group of people who are intersex, who are born with a physical defect, the people who want to create physical defect in their body by cutting off their their forearms to create fake penises and the like, these people who consider themselves trans are doing nothing more than crying out for attention. Now, I know Carly Russell wasn't quite crying out for attention because she was trying to evade the police. But what do you call this kind of thing? This kind of action that that is so drastic and so desperate to truly do something with your life that you would go to these drastic measures. I can't help but wonder if yet it is another example of why a post-Christian nation is an incredibly backwards nation. For the longest time, atheists and agnostics have said that the people who are really backwards are the ones who believe in God. But as we have further and further drifted from belief in God as a society, uh, especially in the West, and by that I mean declining church attendance, uh, declining religious community uh, you know, involvement, and more importantly, declining records of people who claim that they actually have faith in, in Scripture and faith in the God of Scripture. I mean, as that declines, we're finding ourselves more and more desperate for attention all the time. Now, I also mentioned race hoaxes in the midst of the kind of transgenderism crisis that we're facing, but race hoaxes is the exact same thing. Not only does it prove that when white people try to pretend that they're black or something like that, or that race hoaxes are taking place, not only does it prove that the demand for racism clearly outstrips the supply, but it also shows us that we've made incredible progress as a society in the past. And very often, these kind of people don't want to acknowledge that. If we didn't make progress in, in, in the past and we're not experiencing it in the present, then then why would people want to try to pretend that they're a different race? Now, during Jim Crow, and certainly during, during slavery, there were no white people pretending to be black. Race hoaxes themselves are proof positive that we have made progress in the past. Well, how did we make that progress? Well, I guarantee you, we didn't make it through the progressive movement. We made that progress with people like Martin Luther King Jr., who relied upon scripture and relied upon the teachings of the Bible and the idea that men are not not the sum total of their, their skin color, but actually that we should judge a man based upon his character, not the color of his skin. See, that idea clearly derived from scripture is the thing that created the progress that we have today. It's why so often I perhaps smugly and also 
um, in a kind of sarcastic way, say, if you like civil rights, well, you're welcome because Christians made that possible. There is no secular humanist view on civil rights that actually has a coherent basis, forgive me, um, for suggesting the patently obvious. No, this comes from the belief in the scripture that men and women are created in God's image. MLK knew it well, and anybody who's being honest will know it well too, that whatever civil rights we have in the present are from the embers burning brightly underneath our society that were set into flame as a result of Christian teaching and Christian, Christian pastors. So the further we get from that, the more people will go to drastic measures to try to fill the empty place in their soul. And we'll see that in our final story as we jump into Bible study with Democrats. Oh, God of pronouns. A recent New York Times headline says this, a Nebraska teen used pills to end pregnancy and gets 90 days in jail. Well, here we go. This is exactly the kind of the kind of problems, the kind of devastating effects the overturning of Roe v. Wade was said to have had, and now we see that it is having that devastating effect. Well, that is unless you go beyond headlines, which I highly encourage today since the media are a bunch of damned liars. And The Guardian actually gives us a much better look at what's going on in this story. Quote, an 18-year-old northeastern Nebraska woman was sentenced on Thursday to 90 days in jail and two years of probation for burning and burying a fetus she aborted with her mother's help in a case watched by advocates advocates as a slew of states move to restrict abortion access. Now, before we go any further, you're going to hear the litany of how this is still uh, somehow a travesty for this uh, for this young girl who burned her baby's body. This is she was she was forced to do this because of abortion law. She was forced to try to cover the fact that she had an abortion. Well, friends, let me just tell you something. Regardless of if that's true or not, you still can't burn a human body, which, by the way, regardless of if you call it a fetus or not, a baby is a human body. You can't burn a a body and you can't bury it in the woods. Sorry, Uh, not even if you just took an abortion pill and you're trying to hide it. So, yeah, this is a clear cut case of the media trying to obscure and trying to lie to push an agenda. Surprise, surprise, they're doing it again. Uh, This is simply about the way that this girl disposed of this body, regardless of the reason she did it. You know, one time I was pulled over for speeding and I said, hey, officer, I didn't see the sign. And he's like, well, tough luck, buddy. It's still the speed limit. Um, and the same thing here. You, you can't burn and, and bury bodies in your backyard. Now, point two, the media wants to blame abortion laws in red states, but they never want to blame the cavalier ways in which they treat sex and minors. Clearly, a 17, 18-year-old girl does not have the mental capacity to fool with the very thing that creates a baby. And no, killing them is not the answer. Now, point three, For the better part of like 30 years, we've been telling people that the real key to trying to help teenagers and unexpected pregnancies and trying to help them uh, understand the the responsibility that that taking care of a child is, we've told ourselves that the way to do that is by grabbing bananas in your sex ed class and teaching them how to put a condom on. 
Okay, Um, I think sex ed should be abolished across the United States. I think that's the role of a parent and certainly not the role of the state to try to teach our children. But hopefully by now, even if you disagree with that, you can you can agree with the fact that sex education classes have actually been a net negative rather than a net positive. What it's done is is actually given teenagers an excuse to to participate in activity that they do not have the capacity to to activate in. Now, this also brings to mind another issue that I think is important to talk about, which is transgenderism. So uh, if a 18-year-old cannot drink alcohol in America, and it takes them until they're 18 to be able to vote and to be able to join the military, then why in God's name do we think a 10-year-old can go on cross-sex hormones? Even if they don't go into the plastic surgeon's office for experimental plastic surgery, what gives us the impression that these kids should be participating in activities that are obviously for adults? The way in which the sexual revolution has taught us we should teach our bodies is incredibly dehumanizing, and this story is proof positive of it. Now, point three, can we just stop it with parents' rights? without qualification, at least. I'm all about parents being able to decide how they teach their children in their own home. But when we do this on the right and we just talk about parents' rights, but don't put qualifiers on this, looking at you, Asa Hutchison, it sounds dumb. This mother helped her young 17-year-old girl burn the body of her baby. Good job, grandma. Now, the fact that you say, my body, my choice, is patently ridiculous. In the face of this kind of stuff, let's just get real. There's some awful parents out there, and moral leaders need to impose their will to offset that bad parenting. Now, point four. Why would you need to burn an aborted fetus? Well, because evil exists. That's it. There's only two reasons. The baby was not aborted and they wanted to cover it up, so they burnt the baby and they just wanted to get rid of the pregnancy. Or two, the person who did this is sick and demented. Let's just be real. There's some awful parents out there and we need moral leaders to impose their will to offset that bad parenting. Now, point four, why would you need to burn an aborted fetus? Well, because evil exists. That's it. There's only two reasons. Maybe the baby wasn't really aborted and the woman wanted to get rid of the pregnancy, so she burned her baby alive. Or two, yeah, she was maybe trying to cover up the fact that she had an abortion in a state where she wasn't supposed to have one, so she burned her baby's body, which means she's evil. Look, atheists and agnostics are hilarious on this issue. They have all the answers when it comes to goodness. I'm good and I don't need some sky fairy cult to tell me how to be good. When asked from where do you derive what good actually is, uh, they're totally clueless. I'm just good because I choose to be good. Like, what is a woman? They cannot actually answer the question, what is good? Where does good really come from? Of course, they only give you this, one of two things. They give you arbitrary answers for what good actually looks like, and it's totally inconsistent and incoherent, as you'll see in this clip about abortion. A woman wants to say that it's her body, her choice, and a man shouldn't talk about things that don't concern him. Well, uh, Holocaust much? You're saying because I'm a man, I'm not affected by abortion, I shouldn't have an opinion on it? Pretty much. Are you affected in any way by the Holocaust? Personally, I'm not sure. Do you think the Holocaust is bad? I do. So you have an opinion on something that doesn't directly affect you, right? I actually care about child hunger, but I feed my kids three meals a day and sometimes way more than that. And it doesn't actually impact me, child hunger doesn't, but I actually care about it still. So, yeah. 
the way the left and the way non-Christians and non-religious people define good is so arbitrary and incoherent that they have no actual idea why they believe what they believe when it comes to good or how we should define what good is. And this is probably why, because if they're not defining good in such a arbitrary and ridiculous and incoherent way, they're just simply stealing Christianity's sense of good and then claiming it as their own, like this famous atheist. What's your moral code? I suppose it's a version of the golden rule. For those of you listening to the podcast, that was God Delusion author Richard Dawkins and famous New Atheist. So you often see people trying to establish good without God, but rarely do you see them grapple with true evil. You know why? Because they have no real antidote for it. The Manosphere will tell you, go work out and become a millionaire because you need to stop playing video games. The feminist movement will tell you that men are evil and just get rid of them. And politicians will just point to the other side to cover up all of their corruption. But we all know, not only is your claim to being good ridiculous, it does not solve the problem of evil. Only one thing can. The one who made your soul can clean it and make it right. That's it. Thanks so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I'd love to hear from you down in the comment section below. If you didn't, thanks for watching at least this far. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and to go with God. 